the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life is filled with both sunshine and storms. But without God's navigation, souls can easily become spiritually shipwrecked. Anchored in Christ is a weekly broadcast that ministers the scriptures so we can know Christ the Savior and enjoy salvation, security, strength, and stability found only in Him as we set sail through life's marvelous journey. Here's Pastor David Kahiwat. Let's open the scriptures to Mark chapter 4, and we will read verses 35 through 41. The Bible says, In the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow, and they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray and ask God's blessing on this message today. Lord, we come before you right now. We thank you so much for your word, and I pray that you would use it to calm hearts today. I ask that if there's anybody going through a storm in life, I pray that you would help them to remember truths from your word, to help them weather these storms. And we'll thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. In context, Jesus had been at the Sea of Galilee preaching and teaching all day in a boat. At the end of the day, Jesus directed the disciples to go over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Having been spent from teaching and preaching, Jesus went to the back of the boat and fell asleep. In the middle of this trip, a storm arose and the disciples became very afraid for their lives. The Sea of Galilee is surrounded by high mountains and was often subject to sudden and violent storms. Interestingly, of the twelve disciples, a third of them, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, were experienced fishermen on these waters, and even they were afraid of this ferocious storm. The disciples had been trying to keep themselves from becoming shipwrecked, and fearing for their lives, they awakened Jesus and asked him if if he even cared if they perished. Jesus arose, rebuked the storm by the word of his mouth, and then reproved the disciples for their lack of faith. The disciples, being in awe, it began to sink in that Jesus was not an ordinary man like they were. How much less anguish and worry the disciples would have been in had they known that the one who was calm in the storm was the God who designed the storm. Now, we have the hindsight of knowing these things because of God's word. But in our storms of life, we must remember who designed the storms. And so today, I want us to look at this 
passage of scripture. And then I have entitled this message, Remember Who Designed the Storms. How do we remember when we're going through a difficult time in life? I know many times as the trials come and the pressures arise, it's hard to remember that. But if we look at this passage, consider several things. Know this, that some of you may be going through a storm right now. Maybe it's a storm of financial difficulty or marriage tensions. Maybe it's a family drama, physical or health trauma. There's a loss of a job or the storm of a loss of loved one. Some, you are in the storm of wondering what would happen to you after death. Life storms are a natural part of our existence and you are either in a storm right now, you might be coming out of a storm, or hang on, you'll be going into a storm. But when they do come, always remember that God has designed it. And I want you to see some things to remember concerning storms. First of all, remember God's promise. In verse number 35, Jesus said, let us pass over unto the other side. This was a promise by the Son of God himself to his disciples that they would pass over to the other side. Jesus didn't say, let us perish on our way to the other side. No, this was a promise as sure as the promise of his resurrection that they would get to the other side. Jesus never promised that the trip would be an easy one. He just promised to get to the other side. And tragically, when the storm arose, guess what? The disciples quickly forgot his words. But lest we crucify them too quickly, aren't we the same way? We know God's word concerning trials and storms of life. But what we fail to remember is that storms and trials will never cross the boundary of God's word. God always keeps his promises and we must never forget these promises. God's word will never fail us because it is not in the nature of God to lie to us in any way nor to fail us. Abraham knew being fully persuaded that God, what God had promised, God was able also to perform. In, uh, we know that in Romans 4.21. Hebrews 6.18 tells us that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. Keep in mind that God never promised that we wouldn't go through storms of life. However, he has promised that we are to get to the other side. In any storm of life, through any tempest, through any trial, always remember God's promises that they will be true for us. We will make it to the other side. Secondly, not only should we remember his promise, but we should also remember God's presence. In verse number 36, the Bible tells us that they took him even as he was in the ship. Verse number 38 tells us that he was in the hinder part of the ship. As the disciples sailed off, Jesus was in the boat with them, but he went to the back of the boat and took a nap. Had the disciples been aware that the one in the ship with them was the creator of the winds and the waves, they would have been in amazement that even in his sleep, he still had control of nature. What an amazing thought that even while he was sleeping, he was controlling the storm. He had control of the winds and he had the control of the, the waves. He was the master of the storm and also know that he was the master of their souls. 
Sadly, these disciples didn't consider it. And so they accused him. They said, carest thou not that we perish? This question was an indicator that they had thought that the G Jesus was unconcerned about them, as if he wasn't even with them, but he was with them. You see, through any storm, through any fire, through any tempest, through any crucible, God is with us. I know this because I remember the three Hebrew children spoken of in the book of Daniel. The children's name were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You commonly know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In Daniel 3, when they were being threatened to be thrown into the fiery furnace for not bowing down to the golden idol, they said to the king, If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But... If not, that's a key phrase there. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. You see, my dear friends, there are times when God will keep us from storms. But if not, just like these three Hebrew children, we need a purpose in our minds to remember God's presence. We need a purpose in our hearts that we will not give in. Just like they, these three Hebrew children did not give in to the pressure of bowing down to the golden idol. Let us not give in to the pressure of panic and catastrophizing. So, Nebuchadnezzar, being angry, cast them into a burning fiery furnace. In essence, that was these three Hebrew children's storm. And while they were in this crucible, Nebuchadnezzar looked inside and the Bible tells us in Daniel 3 verses 24 and 25 that Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. You see, Nebuchadnezzar looked inside. He remembered throwing three people inside. But when he saw inside that fire, fir, fiery furnace, he saw a fourth, like the Son of God. And as a child of God, through any trial, through any storm, we are never alone. Ephesians 1.13 tells us, In whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. God promised us in Hebrews 13, verse 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he had said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. You may think that you're the only one who is going through your storm, but you're not. Jesus is with you. Jesus understands our suffering because he too experienced the storms and sufferings we go through. Hebrews 4 verse 15 tells us, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Some people say, you're not alone because we're all in the same boat. 
Well, that's not actually true. We are not all in the same boat. We may all be in the same storm, but not all in the same boat. Because look at verse number 36. Verse number 36 says, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the little ship, and there were also with him other little ships. You see, some scholars would say that those ships were following Jesus to the other side, while others were merchant boats or ferry boats going about their daily business. Whether it was or not, there were other boats in the storm, and not everyone is in the same boat. Those boats and people in those boats were going through the same storm as the disciples. So we all may be in the same storm, but not all of us are in the same boat. The main difference was in this account was that Jesus was with one boat and not with the others. And as children of God, when we go through the storms of life, we can weather the storms because we have Jesus with us. We have the presence of God to go with us through it, while others who do not know God do not have his presence. Disciples of Christ may still, after knowing his promise, become fearful. Just imagine what those without Christ are suffering. This is why it's crucial for us, while we are in storms, to go through with patience, to go through with peace, to go through with calmness, because we have God's presence and not in fear cowering over the winds and the waves. We have God's presence. So through storms of life, you can weather them, remembering that you are not alone. God is with you. So you can weather through storms of life by remembering his promise and by remembering his presence. And then thirdly, to weather the storms of life, Remember God's peace. Verse number 39, the Bible says about Jesus, And he arose and rebuked the wind, and he said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Just by the word of his mouth, Jesus calmed the storm. He brought peace to the tempest. While it did calm the sea, more importantly, it calmed the disciples' souls. And this is what Jesus does. He provides peace. And the best way to weather any storm, if you can remember who designed the storm, you can go through in peace. Sometimes he calms the storm. Sometimes he doesn't calm the storm but he calms the child through the storm. Jesus always provides peace. And the peace that Jesus provides is twofold. First of all, Jesus will provide peace with God. You see, because the Bible makes it clear that we are all sinners by nature, we have become enemies with God. And because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary, we can have peace with God. 
Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5 verses 8 through 10 says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his wrath, uh, by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. As lost sinners without Christ, we are enemies of God. But through the substitutionary death of Christ and his burial and rising from the dead, his payment for our sin was accepted and we can be reconciled to God. Verse 10 of Romans 5 says, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Without Christ in your life, the storms you go through now will become hell if you die without it. You could sink like those like those other little ships that were in the same storm, but didn't have Christ with them. So I invite you, if you've never known Christ to be your personal Savior, call upon Him today. The Scripture tells us, He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life, shall not see life. Romans 10, verse number 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So first of all, Jesus Christ provides peace with God. But the second type of peace that Jesus provides is if he is in the boat with you, if you've received him to be your personal savior and as a child of God, he provides the peace of God. You see, being reconciled to him makes uh, gives us the peace with God but being redeemed, he provides the peace of God. Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 tells us, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. As believers, we should not allow the storms of life to rattle us. Rather, the storms should cause us to be calmed at God. The storms of life may be strong. The waves may be high. The rain may be falling down. But know this, Jesus Christ, the one who designed the storm, is in the boat with you and he will give you his peace. This kind of peace is the peace that passes all understanding and it will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, to weather the storms of life and remembering who designed the storm, remember God's promise. We get to the other side. Remember God's presence. He is in the boat. Remember God's peace. He has the power to cause the wind to cease and the storm to be calmed. And then fourthly, I want you to remember, to weather the storm of life, remember God's purpose. In verse number 40, Jesus said, And he said unto them, speaking to his disciples, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? 
when Jesus passed over to the other side, he knew ahead of time what was going to take place. Just because there was a storm, it doesn't mean that the disciples had done something wrong. Sometimes storms are brought in our lives because of our own doing. But sometimes storms come just to teach us something. I remember one preacher saying, Storms come for our correction. Sometimes storms come for our transformation. Well, just like Jonah, Jonah in the Old Testament ended up in a storm thrown overboard by the sailors because of his disobedience. He was supposed to go to Nineveh and preach, but he did not want to. He was running from God. So he ended up in a storm of his own doing. However, these disciples, they wound up in a storm because of God's design. And they were obedient. Either way, the storm that Jonah went through had a purpose. And the storms that these disciples went through had a purpose. And Jesus asked and revealed the purpose. He said, why is it that you have no faith? The disciples needed to learn to trust God through the storm. After all, they had seen him perform miracles. They should have known who he was and what he could do. They should have known that he had supernatural abilities. But they still hadn't quite grasped who he truly was. So the Lord put them in the storm to teach them. I personally think that he went to sleep purposefully because he was tired and also to teach them this very valuable lesson of faith. God has a reason for every storm that we face. Romans chapter 8 verses 28 and 29 tell us, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You see, that is the purpose for all the things that come into our lives, all the trials, all the tempests, all the storms, all the sufferings. They work together for good to those of us who love God. And that good is to be conformed to the image of his son. You say, well, pastor, how does it do me good to lose a loved one? Well, it's to bring you to the conformity of his dear son. Because God himself also loved a, lost a loved one. He lost his only begotten son who died on the cross for our sin. You see, well, pastor, how is it that I can continue suffering through life? I have a hard time making ends meet. I don't have a job. I don't have a home. I don't have a pillow to place my head. Understand that even the Son of God had nowhere to lay his head. You see, one day, one day, the sufferings that we go through will be overshadowed by the glory that will follow. And that's what happened with Jesus Christ. He went through suffering. He went through the greatest, most miserable trial in life. 
He died on the cross for our sins, to pay for our sins. But then he was buried and he rose again the third day. And when he rose again the third day, he made himself known to over 500 people. And he ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the throne of God and is interceding for us right now. And one day he will return. And in his return... That is the glory that will follow. He will take us with him. And then one day he will come back and establish his kingdom here on earth. And we will be with him. That is the uh, being conformed to the image of his son. We will have his character and we will be just like him. So remember that the Jesus who calmed this storm is the same Jesus who will calm the storm that dwells inside you. And when the next storm arises, stand in awe of God. We will be so overcome with who He is, overcome with His promises, His presence, His peace, and His purpose. Then we can say, just like Horatio Spafford, who lost his two daughters in a boat that sank going from New York to England in icy waters. That ship sank in a storm. But Horatio Spafford could say, as he was traveling across to meet his wife on the other side of England, he said, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. When we remember who designed the storm, then our problems, our storms, become minuscule because we remember that God is the designer of all of it. Let's pray and ask God's blessing to work in our hearts. And if God has spoken to your heart, I ask you, do some work with Him. Do business with Him. Remember, He designed the storm. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your word. I pray that you would use this to minister to hearts today. And God, I pray that as people go through storms, I pray that they would remember that you designed the storm to teach us to remember your promise, to remember your presence, to remember your peace, and to remember your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're looking for a church family where you can serve, I'd like to invite you to Anchor Baptist Church of San Diego. We are a Christ-centered, family-oriented ministry located at 8245 Ronson Road, Suite D, San Diego, California, 92111. Our services start on Sunday for Sunday school at 9.30 a.m. and our morning worship begins at 10.45. Then we have a brief time of fellowship before we begin our afternoon service at 12.15 p.m. Our midweek Bible study and prayer time is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And if you or anyone you know is struggling with a destructive, addictive behavior, Anchor Baptist Church offers an addictions recovery ministry, which is a Bible-based recovery program 
that provides freedom through the power of God and His Word. This program is called Reformers Unanimous, and we meet every Friday at 7 p.m. Also at 8245 Ronson Road, Suite D, San Diego, California, 92111. For more information, visit us at www.anchorbaptistchurchsd.org or call us at 619-804-3413. Anchored in Christ is a radio broadcast supported by donations by faithful listeners like you. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you and you'd like to donate to this broadcast, please visit our website at www.anchorbaptistchurchsd.org slash giving and donate to Anchored in Christ radio broadcast. Thank you for listening, and may God keep you anchored in Christ. You've been listening to Anchored in Christ with Pastor David Kehiwat. For more information, visit anchorbaptistchurchsd.org. Tune in next week at the same time for Anchored in Christ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.